Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 11th, 2022. I'm teaching a series right now entitled God's Grace and Our Faith. This is actually part 53. Now, you say 53, what kind of, yes, 53. I take my time. I take my time because I want you to get it. I teach you things in a way that we're going line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. We're building you up. I'm, I'm giving you things in a, in a methodical way, and I'm teaching you the grace of God in many different facets. Everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Everything that we do in response to the grace of God, we do it by faith. So this is God's grace and our faith, part 53. And the title of today's message is God's grace seems... Too, too good to be true. The grace of God is so good that sometimes it seems too good to be true. This is going to be a good word on this Monday morning. Get ready to receive. All right, so let's get into the word. We've been looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, foundational scriptures for this series. And then in addition to those two scriptures, we've been walking our way through Galatians. We're at Galatians chapter 6, verses 12 and 13 this morning. We were there Friday. We're there again today. Let me read these scriptures to you, and then we'll get into the word. So John 1 and 14 says, the word Jesus became flesh, and he dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17 says, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 6, 12 and 13 says, all those who insist that you be circumcised are recruiting you so that they can boast in their own works. Really, it's all about flesh and works for them. So they are attempting to avoid the persecution that comes from preaching the liberating message of the cross of Jesus. Put this in the chat. Grace is liberating. When you fully embrace the grace of God, I'm going to talk about it today. You are free. You are free from the limits of your humanity. You are free from the mistakes of your past. You are free to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. Grace is liberating grace. There's this freedom in the grace of God. Verse 13, not even those who are circumcised keep every detail that's written in the law, yet they push you to get circumcised so that you can become like them. What they want is to focus on rules because they want to feel like they're doing everything right, but we're not performance-based. We're being delivered from religious activity. God hates religion. We're not performance-based. We're grace-based. We open up our heart to the grace of God. So what does this mean for you today? I'm really going to focus in on the line that I just read for you where Paul said they are attempting to avoid the persecution that comes with preaching the liberating message of the cross of the Messiah. See, there's when you really preach grace like, like the way that it's supposed to be preached, and you communicate grace like the heart of God, it's it's so grace is almost so scandalous. God is so good that he seems too good to be true. Right? And so God is so good, grace is so good that it seems almost like, come on now, are you telling me, yeah, God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good? 
Put that in the chat. Say, God wants to bless me because God is good. Now, are you telling me that God is not holding my past against me? Are you telling me that I can't judge my future by my past? Are you telling me that there, there are plans that God made for me from the foundations of the world and he wants to manifest those things in my life, not because I'm good, but because he is? Yes. And I'm telling you that God wants to do that by his unearned and amazing grace. So what does this mean for you today on this Monday morning? I have four things to share with you in this morning. This is where I want you to open up your heart to what God wants to say to you. I have four things to share, share with you. All right, here's number one. Number one is some fight the message of God's grace because it takes the spotlight off of their performance. Remember, we dealt with this on Friday. Religious people want to focus on what they do and what you fail to do because they want to make themselves look good. <laughs> and so, so religious people, in an attempt to make themselves look good, they tear down other people. They tell everybody, hey, you did this right. You're going to, they're very judgmental because what they want to do is tear you down in an effort to feel better about themselves and their own performance. But Paul said, listen, when you really preach the message of God's grace, you're going to get persecution. But, I, but you're not going to get persecution from the world because the world, when you tell people in the world that God is good, when you tell people in the world, I remember um, uh, Oral Roberts was one of the first preachers on television. And, and he would end his message, he would end his broadcast by saying, something good is going to happen to you. And oh my God, you, he got so much persecution from religious people, from, from Christians for, for saying, what do you mean something's good is going to, I mean, how do you know something good? Why would you say something's good, good is good? I mean, like, like the goodness, when you tell people from the world, God is good, you tell people from the world, God, God loves you. God loves you with an unconditional love. I would go into jail and preach and say, listen, God loves you. God wants to bless you. God is good. People from the world that are not religious, they receive it right away. But, but the thing is, religious people are the, one that, the ones that kind of fight against the goodness of God. And I know that seems weird. That seems awkward. But the thing is, religious people would rather you focus on their religion, on their religiosity, on their performance, so they could feel good about themselves. And so if you if I'm here preaching fire and brimstone, like you're going to hell. If you don't do this, you're going to hell. Religious people say, amen, amen, pastor, good word. But when I tell people that God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good, people from the world are like, yeah. People in the religious people are like, oh no, I don't know about that now. I don't know about that. And so, so yeah, Paul was saying that when you preach this, like openly, there's persecution. Not persecution from the world, persecution from religious people. Je Remember, Jesus was out there ministering to people. Jesus was a, the, he, he ministered to people that were not like part of the in crowd. He ministered to everyone everywhere and the world received him. You know who didn't receive him? The religious people. The religious people had problems with Jesus because he was being too good. The religious people had problems with Jesus because they said he's a friend of sinners. Why is he out there hanging out with those people? We're better than them. And so why, why is he hanging out with them? See, the people that are lost, they openly receive the message of God's grace and God's goodness because it is, watch this, Romans 2 and 4, you can put this in the chat, it's the goodness of God that causes people to repent. People are not going to repent when you just point at them, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. That doesn't cause people to repent. That just causes people to get pissed off with you. That, no, no, what causes people to repent is the goodness of God. When they know that they're not worthy, when they know that they're not doing things right and God blesses them anyway, it is the goodness 
of God that causes people to repent. God wants to overflow people with his love and his grace and his mercy. And when that happens, then, then yeah, people that are in the world are like, Lord, who am I that you would do this to me? And then they come unto God. God calls people to him with his goodness. God calls people to him with his love. Now, he doesn't tell people you're going to hell. He says, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. And that's what draws people to him. Now, Paul received, just like Jesus received, opposition, not from the world. He got opposition from religious people, religious believers. The, the religious people of Jesus's day fought Jesus tooth and nail. And religious people fought Paul. And religious people are going to fight you. Why? Because they get upset when you tell them, watch this. Religious people get really upset when you say, you're not good. Uh, be, God is not blessing you because you're good. God is blessing you because God is good. What do you mean? I'm not good. Well, God is not blessing you because of your performance. God is blessing you because of his grace. Well, what do you mean? Listen, the fact that you go to Sunday school, you have a perfect Sunday school attendance record. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. But God is not blessing you because of that. God is not blessing you because you dot every I and, and, and cross every T. The problem is that they're so fixated on performance-based religion that they cannot see. They're so fixated on performing that they can't accept what Jesus already did for them. And so the goodness of God is the grace of God. Under the old covenant, it was about man and man working for God. Under the new covenant, they can't accept the fact that it's about God and what God has already done for us. It's not about your performance. You got to get over yourself. It's not about you and what you do and what you fail to do. It's about God. They can't accept the fact that God wants to bless us because God wants to bless us because God is good. And so they reject the grace of God. Now, I know I grew up this way and, and I grew up in a very religious environment. And so the, I know personally that the message of God's grace can be seem hard to accept. I remember, like I said, I mentioned this to you before, uh, uh, a person that's close to me, uh, when I would tell this person that I would go into the jail <clears throat> and preach and these people are getting saved in jail and they open up their heart to Jesus and all that. And, and this person said, well, really? Come on. Okay. So now it doesn't matter what they did. They could just, you could just go in jail and say, God loves you. And now they're just going to accept it. And that's it. And now, and you tell me these people are going to heaven. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, so that's what, that's what religion will do. Religion will make you so fixated on your performance that 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 you you thwart the gospel. Re religion changes the gospel to to be all about your works and your performance. And like uh, even like for example, I know some people in my family uh, who still have a, like a religious mindset. And when uh, we we do a lot of missions work in the Dominican Republic, and so like this this summer actually we'll be giving out in a few weeks we're going to give out six hundred backpacks. If you haven't donated yet and you want to donate, go to ripministries.org. Click on the donate button. All donations are tax deductible in the United States. Anyway, we're giving out 600 backpacks. So we go out there, we do the backpacks or we give out food or whatever. And I got people in my family that would say, oh, you know, God has to bless you because, man, you do good works, man. If I know you're going to heaven because you do good works. That's really good. You doing all those works, man. That's really good. I know you're going to heaven. And I'm like, uh, sometimes I say something, sometimes I don't. If I'm led, I, I remind them that if... I am going to heaven, by the way, but I'm not going to heaven because we're handing out backpacks. I'm not going to heaven because we're feeding the homeless. I'm not going to heaven because I preached in jail. I'm not, listen, I only go to heaven because of Jesus. I, I'm, I'm only righteous. Now, I'm not righteous because of what I do or what I fail to do. 
I'm only righteous because of Jesus. And so your sin was nailed to the cross with Jesus. And when you accept God's goodness and his grace and his favor, then you can become the man or the woman that God has called you to be because God is good. Not because you're not. I mean, not because you are. You got it? All right. Number two, grace is seemingly too good to be true. I know, I know. It's the grace of God. So the message of grace sounds almost too good to be true. So people fight it. Like it was like the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. And, and, and it was like, what save thou, Jesus? This were under the law. We can stone her to, to death. And you know, what do you say? And he was like, well, um, if there's anyone here that doesn't have any sin, yeah, if you want to throw rocks, you want to throw stones, you want to kill her. Cool. Everybody that's sinless can throw stones. If you're sinless, you have no sin, go ahead and throw stones. But if you have sin, then please don't throw stones. And then from the oldest to the youngest, they started walking away. And then he says to the woman, listen, your accusers are not here. I don't accuse you either. Go and sin no more. The goodness of God caused that woman to repent. It was the goodness of God. It is the good. See, but, but religious people, they get upset with that. Religious people, they, they, they think that God requires you to do right in order to be right. And no, God is requiring you to just believe. Remember, grace is a gift. And so no matter how good the grace of God is, let me tell you something. No matter how, how much you think the, the grace of God is good, I can tell you that it's better than what you think. It's better than what you imagine. God's goodness towards you cannot be earned. God's goodness towards you is a gift. All you can do is receive it. I've shared this with you before. Romans 11 and 6 teaches us that grace is a gift. And if you try to work for it, then it's no longer a gift. If you try to work for it, then now it becomes payment. It becomes something that you're earning instead of something that you're just receiving. All you can do with a gift is receive it. Grace is a gift. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. Stop fighting it. Receive it. Say amen to that. Put, put that in the chat. Say, I open my heart to the goodness of God. Say that out loud and put it in the chat. I open my heart to the goodness of God. Father, you are free to be good towards us. Every person that's on this call, Father, I pray that they open up their heart to your goodness, that they, that they, that they even now, walls of religion are coming down. That, that yeah, this, this mindset that was holding them back is they're being released from it. They are opening up their heart even now to your goodness, to your grace, to your favor, to your mercy in Jesus name. All right. Number three, grace is liberating. Say liberating. Paul says that the message of God's grace is liberating. It truly makes you free. You got to get to the point where you open up your heart to the goodness of God, to the grace of God, and it makes you it makes you free. See, once you know, like the prayer that I just prayed for you, when you open up your heart to the goodness of God and to the grace of God, you know that God's call on your life is not about you. You know that you can never earn or deserve God's call. Like any gift, you simply receive it. So you know that God's assignment on your life far exceeds your performance. So you stop trying to work for it. Instead, you're not working for grace, but you can work by grace. Oh yeah, that's something you definitely need to say. You want to put that in the chat. I don't work for grace, but I work by grace. I don't work for grace, but I work by grace. So God didn't save you to sit. God saved you to serve. So yes, I do work, but I'm not working for it. I'm working by it. I know that that God's blessing on my life, past, present, and future is not contingent upon me doing everything right. And so when you get to that realization, you're free. Say, I'm free. You are truly free to open up your heart to believe what God believes about you. Open up your heart to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be, and not because you're good, 
but because God is good. And then number four, last point for today, and I'll release you into this week. When you genuinely, when you're genuinely free, you can glory in your weaknesses. This is this is how you know when you're free. When you really are free, you can actually glory in your weaknesses. You can let everybody know, no, 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 I'm not that smart. I'm not that good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, this is not about me. Like, like I, honestly, people say, oh man, Rick, you're so smart. You're so this, you're so, dude, I, I yeah, ugh. it's the grace of God, just so you know. <laughs> it's the grace, of, it's not about me. It's all about God. Paul was so free that he got to the point where he was able to glory in his weaknesses. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he said, when I'm weak, therefore I'm made strong. God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. I want everybody to know I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. I am who I am by the grace of, it's not me. When I, I'm actually, I actually have, have limitations. I, have, I actually have weaknesses. I actually have faults and flaws and failures. But when I'm weak, God makes me strong. And so where, where my power runs out, God's power kicks in. And so where, where my wisdom ends, God's wisdom flows. And God gives me wisdom that exceeds my education and experience. God gives me favor that exceeds my performance. God raises up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help me in ways that I cannot help myself. And so, no, I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. And Paul was basically saying that when you get to the point where you open up your heart to the enormity of God's grace... You can even glory in your weaknesses. You can glory. If you ever get to this point, listen, then the power of God will flow through you. The wisdom of God will flow through you because at that point, you know, it's not about you, your power, your ability, your strength. It's not about your humanity. It's not about your level of preparedness or not. It is the grace of God. You, you can live a life that is beyond you. Put that in the chat. I live a life that is beyond me. I live a life that is beyond my performance. I'm living a life that is beyond me. Why? Because it is the grace of God through me. I, I glory in the fact that that I can't, I, I'm not making all of this happen. I glory in the fact that it's not about me. I glory in the fact that it's all about him. Yes, yes. So uh, no, I have limits. I have faults. I have flaws. I have failures. But God, come on now. But God, God is able. God works through me despite me. God works through me. It's not about me. And so when you die to self, which includes dying to your limitations, you are free. You're so free that you can die when you die to selfish desires. It's not about you. You're living the life that God planned for you from the foundations of the world. You know that God is blessing you because God is good, not because you're good. You know that God is opening doors for you that no man can close. You know that God is closing doors for you that no man can open. You know that God is favoring the work of your hands. You know that you are blessed and you are a success going somewhere to succeed, but you're not the one that's doing it. It is the grace of God that's on you. So please stop. If you're religious this morning, stop. Stop trying to earn everything because you can't. Stop trying to deserve everything because you don't. And so, so get to the point where you can release yourself over to God and then God will work through you. If you're determined to do all the work, then I've told you before, you work, God is going to rest and he'll wait to you, for you to get tired. But if you learn how to rest in God in his finished work, then God will work through you. I'm telling you, God will live through you. God will perform through you. So if you ever get a revelation of God's grace, then you can say what, what Jesus said. This is, this is what Jesus said in a couple of scriptures, and I pulled it all together. Basically, you can say what Jesus said. It's the Father who lives in me. He gives me the words. He performs the work. So if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Me and the Father are one. Put that in the chat. Me and the Father are one. I'm one with God. God is one with me. If you've seen me, what does God sound like? Right now, in this moment, 
Like, you know, say, hey, what does Delta Airlines sound like? Well, it depends on who's speaking over the loudspeaker. Right now, hey, what does God sound like? Well, in this moment, he sounds like a Dominican kid from Brooklyn coming across this podcast. Why? Because God is speaking through me. So you, you can be one with the Father. I'm living a life that is beyond me. It's not about me. When you get to this point where you're dying to self, you die to the, your limitations, you, you glory in your weaknesses, you know it's not about what you can do or what you can't do. You know that at that point, there's nothing you can't do because there's nothing God can't do. And he lives through you. So now you're like, man, you know what? It's not about me. It's all about him. If you ever can get to that point, I'm a witness. You're going to, as I close, you will do things you'd never imagine. You, you never imagine. Isabella and I, that's how witness. You're going to do things that you never imagined you would do. You're going to go places that you never imagined you would go. You're going to impact lives on a level that you never imagined that you would impact. Like it will exceed your wildest imaginations. And when people ask you, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? You will let everyone everywhere know that, no, it's not about me. It's all about him. I could never do it without God. It is God. I'm not a self-made man. It is God. I'm a God-made man. And, and then people say, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Religious people say, come on. Yeah, Rick, I understand all that. But, but, but you know, it was you and Isabella that did it. You know, I understand all that. Don't get too religious on me now. I understand all that. But don't diminish what you did. You guys put in the work. You guys, and I said, no, it's still the grace of God. No, but don't, no, 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 no. You know, you got to take some credit. Because you're the one that did this and you're the one that did No, no, no. I'm not taking no credit because it was the grace of God. People, you got to get comfortable with giving God the glory because when you deflect the glory and you make your life all about him and you make sure that God gets all the credit, I know religious people are going to want you to take some of the credit. Don't take God's credit. Listen, it's not about your human performance. It's not, a, don't fall into that trap. You keep deflecting the glory. You make sure that you glory in your weaknesses. You make sure that you understand, listen, this is not about me. This is all about him. And when you deflect the glory right back to God, I'm telling you, and you don't take his credit, then, then listen, God will exalt you. If you humble yourself, God will exalt you. If you exalt yourself, God will humble you. I've done both. Take it from me. It's better to stay humble. So get, just be humble. Give God the glory. The grace of God seems too good to be true, but it is true. It's the grace of God. Open up your heart to it. Say this, put this in the chat. Say, I live the grace life. That's my mantra. Put that in the chat. I live the grace life. I'm living the grace life. Why am I living the grace life? Because it's not about me. It's all about him. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak this over your life by faith. Open up your heart and say, Father, I accept your grace. I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity because of one man, Adam. But because of another man, Jesus, I was born again. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. You're not holding my sin against me. Sin has no power over me. I am free to embrace everything you've called me to be and do. I meditate and I medicate on your word day and night. My mind is renewed to the point where I now believe what you believe about me. I see myself the way you see me. I am who you say I am. And I can do what you say I can do. I know you live in me. You give me the words and you perform the work. So I glory in my weaknesses 
because I'm not limited by them anymore. There's nothing you can't do. Therefore, there's nothing I can't do. Glorify me, Father, that I may glorify thee. I am a world changer, an atmosphere setter, a power releaser. I am success, going somewhere to succeed, not because I'm good, but because you are. I am a human conduit of the divine. And I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow there'll be another one. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, don't you want my notes? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor, go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I'd like to read those comments and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. God's grace seems too good to be true, but it is true. Walk in the blessing. Live the grace life. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabel and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabel and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.